Hi, I'm Erica Pandy, and welcome to Axios Recap, where we dig into one big story. It's Friday, October 22nd, and we're focused on Lazarus Companies. The pandemic hit thousands of firms across the country, especially those in the service sector. Hertz filed for bankruptcy, Airbnb laid off a quarter of its employees, and Netflix's stock fell 77% in four months. But there's something all of these companies have in common. They all came roaring back to life. WeWork is another example. After years of mismanaged leadership and near death at the beginning of the pandemic, the co-working company started trading on the stock market Thursday, and share prices are rising. So how were these companies able to thrive after knocking on death's door? In a moment, Axios reporter Felix Salmon on the Lazarus companies of the pandemic era. And we're joined now by Axios' chief financial correspondent, Felix Salmon, who's been reporting on companies making a comeback. Hey, Felix. Hi. Oh, wow. Companies making a comeback. Yes. (laughs) Hi, Erica. I was was not expecting to talk about companies making a comeback, but I like this story. I want to talk about this story because it's lots of fun. Okay, great. So on that note, you're calling these companies Lazarus companies. Can you explain what a Lazarus moment means for these firms? It basically means any company that had a near-death experience and then just roared back stronger than they probably would ever have been without it. And there are lots of examples throughout history. In fact, Pretty much every amazingly successful company you can think of, think Netflix or Apple or you name it, has had one of those experiences in its past. What I've been looking at right now is the way that there were so many of those near-death experiences during the pandemic that there seemed to be a whole bunch of those companies like roaring back right now. Yeah, I mean, that's interesting. You wrote in your story that these companies where it seemed like the pandemic was the death knell for them, it sort of became their reason for success, right? What are some of those examples? So Hertz is a really good one. Hertz actually filed for bankruptcy. They went through bankruptcy, as did the cinema chain Alamo Drafthouse. And in both cases, the bankruptcy was basically forced upon them by the pandemic. Their business just kind of went to zero when the economy came to a screeching halt at the beginning of 2020. But in going through that bankruptcy, they managed to rationalize a bunch of corporate stuff that maybe they wouldn't have had the ability to do otherwise. And now they're both just doing amazingly well. Hertz is actually going public again. And what about our example of the moment, uh, WeWork? WeWork is now a public company. As of Thursday morning, it is listed on the New York Stock Exchange under the ticker symbol WE. It's worth on the order of $10 billion. So yeah, that's less than it was valued at in private funding rounds. But that definitely counts as a win for WeWork. And again, what you had there was this messianic co-founder who was spending money like it was going out of fashion and was just doing absolutely bonkers things with his shareholders' money, as is documented in multiple books and documentaries about the company. And the pandemic and the sort of failure of WeWork and the near death of WeWork basically allowed the company to push him out and to replace him with someone who could actually run a company a lot more efficiently. And you said that this kind of Lazarus moment has been common for some of the great companies that we know now. What's an example or two of that? 
So as I say, Apple and Netflix are two really good examples. If you remember Netflix circa the Quickster debacle when they decided to spin off their DVD by mail operation under a new brand called Quickster, that resulted in a bunch of layoffs and a 77% fall in the stock price in the space of four months. If you remember Apple circa... 1997 it was basically left for dead no one thought it had any kind of future at all apple wound up getting so desperate that in a kind of hail mary last chance desperation move they wound up hiring back steve jobs the founders who they'd pushed out some years before and as we all know that turned out to have been the absolute stroke of genius and it's been up and to the right ever since And you say this Lazarus moment doesn't just happen for companies that are down in the dumps, right? I mean, what do they do in order to to get this characteristic bounce back? The first thing we need to say is that most companies that go down and to the right and wind up near death will either die or just like fade away. You know, it's not like a near death experience or failing or entering bankruptcy is a good thing that companies should like embrace and say, this is great. It means we're just going to bounce back. No, if most companies that die, just die. But if you look at the most successful companies in America, and indeed the world, a lot of them, if not pretty much all of them tend to have at least one of these experiences in their past. And what's interesting right now is that so many of those near-death experiences in the past are basically the same thing, which is the pandemic. What about the investors in some of these companies like WeWork and Hertz? Did they have faith that they were going to come back or had they left them for dead too? The Hertz is my favorite story of all, is that when it filed for bankruptcy, it became a meme stock at the same time. And a bunch of like traders on Reddit started buying up the equity of Hertz. And when a company files for bankruptcy, the equity nearly always winds up completely worthless. Hertz saw that its equity was trading at really quite substantial valuations and said, well, what would make sense would be for us to issue new shares and to sell more stock to the people who want to buy the stock. And the people who wanted to buy the stock thought that was a great idea. And Hertz thought that was a great idea. But the SEC refused to allow them to do that because they basically said, this is just not fair to the small traders who are buying stock in a bankrupt company and that stock is going to go to zero and all of them are going to get wiped out. And even if they're willing buyers, you can't do that to those people. Turns out that if they had been able to sell that stock, that stock would be worth much more today. It would actually have been a good investment. The SEC was wrong with hindsight. When we look at what these companies did to bounce back, I mean, is there a pattern or any kind of common formula here, or did they all do very different things? The one thing which they all have in common is that the near-death experience prompted a reorganization and a rationalization and made the company more efficient. That's probably the commonality, which isn't to say that like any company that rationalizes and reorganizes is going to be successful. Like, No, most of them are still going to die, but it seems to be necessary if not sufficient. And what do we know about the road ahead for WeWork now that it's finally hit the stock market? I could tell you exactly what's going to happen to the stock price over the next five years, if you want to know that. But then I'd need to kill you. (laughs) Axios' chief financial correspondent and author of the Axios Capital newsletter, Felix Salmon. Thanks, Felix. Cheers, Erica.
Welcome back. One other thing we're watching today. The pandemic created a huge backlog of weddings, and as a result, there will be 2.5 million weddings in 2022 in the U.S., the highest number since 1984. Tinder sees a business opportunity in the wedding rush. The dating app has a new feature called Plus One that users can join if they're looking for a wedding date or if they're willing to be someone else's date. Sounds like a ton of fun for the date who gets a fancy meal and night of dancing. But are there really a lot of people out there who would take a first or even second time Tinder date to a wedding? We'll see how popular the new feature is. That's all for today. I'm Erica Pandy. Thanks for listening, and we're back Monday with another Axios Recap.